You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. I know, like, at, at my darkest days, like, I just felt like I was in the bottom of, like, the deepest, darkest, blackest hole, and it would just be too much work to get out. And I would just want someone to know that it's all possible. My guest today is named Sarah Ampaglia. She's here to tell us about her recovery journey and her career as a welder. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Um, My name is Sarah Impaglia. I'm 32. I was born and raised in central New York, and I still live there now. I am a full-time welder fabricator, and my recovery and sobriety actually has a lot to do with welding. I am a recovering heroin addict, and back in 2010, I made some poor choices that landed me serving a prison sentence, and in prison, I was introduced to welding. So when I was released, that gave me something to do, and I immediately signed up for school and went to trade school, and I've been welding ever since, and welding is just a huge part of my sobriety, and not only that, I am recently married. I got married the end of August. We are first-time homeowners, and we also have three beautiful dogs that we love to spend time with outside. Wow. Congratulations on getting married, getting a house. That's very exciting stuff. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. So if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of rewind a little bit and kind of go into when you were using and you said that you you got clean in prison. Is that is that the story? Yes. Yep. Right. On. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to pry too much and and ask about details of 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 prison and all that because that I know that can be kind of personal. But what did your life look like when you were using? And were you wanting to get clean, or was it just kind of something that happened because of being in prison? Sure. And I'll I'll start that out by saying that I am an open book. You can ask me anything and I am not shy to talk about it just because like it may seem like such a horrible thing, but if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be the woman I am today. So nothing's really off limits for me. So drug use for me started in high school, just like smoking weed and drinking and maybe dabbling and trying pills and this and that. But the heroin wasn't until a year after high school when I met a boyfriend and that started just on weekends and then maybe one day a week. And then eventually your body is dependent on it. So it became every single day. And I want to say when I was at my worst, my life was just very chaotic and it, it wasn't fun anymore. And I knew that I wanted to get clean, but just the thought of it seemed so unrealistic because uh, I knew the physical pain that I would have to face to get through it. So when I when I went to prison, that's really what forced me to get clean. I went in there not wanting to get clean, but eventually something snapped in me and I realized that I'm never going to have a good life unless I change my mindset and really put my all into it. <laughs> So you mentioned that you learned how to weld while you were in prison. Was that something that you were interested in prior to that or, or how did all that come about? 
Honestly, no. So I, I went to prison and they tell everyone that you have to pick a prison job and they had an industry program in there where the women inmates, they weld, fabricate, and paint all the trash cans and grills for New York State Parks. And that job happened to pay the most at a whopping 38 cents per hour. So that was one thing that drew me to that was the high pay. And uh, both my brothers and my dad were all still are in the Plumbers and Pipefitters Union. They're welders. So I said, you know, let me just give this a shot. Why not? And I happened to fall in love with it and think it's awesome. And honestly, I never would have picked up a welder or thought that would something I'd be in if that didn't happen. That's awesome. And I was listening to your episode on uh, Out of the Blank, and you'd mentioned and that, and that was about a year ago, that you were going to start doing some welding on the side and doing like some art pieces and stuff. How's that going? I have only done. Two little end tables for the house, which came out actually really cute. And I actually did those at work because my home welder still isn't set up. But I did get a welding cart for Christmas. So that is something that we're planning on doing in the next few weeks here is getting that set up. And hopefully I can start on the on the garden stuff because all my, my little side projects I'm still doing at work in my spare time. What kind of welding do you do for work? So I do mostly MIG and TIG welding, and I work with 95% of the time just mild steel. And I work for a company that manufactures industrial laundry equipment for like um, cruise ships and prisons and things of that nature. I can weld a little bit. I'm not... I'm not very good at it. I guess you would say I'm more of a grinder (laughs) than a welder. (laughs) I've heard that one before. (laughs) But I I dabble a little bit. At my old job, we we did a little bit of welding, but I was never the go-to welder. Yeah, that's fun. So what do you do nowadays for your recovery? Because you you mentioned that that welding is a part of your recovery. Are you also involved in uh, like a 12-step program or, or anything like that? So I am not, I don't want to say, how do I word this? Uh, Probably not like the typical recovery that you would see. Uh, Before prison, I had like little bouts of trying to get clean and I have tried AA and NA. And after I got home and, and I always say that prison gave me like crippling anxiety. Like, I don't know what it was like. I always wanted to hole up in my room and uh, I did do a few meetings with a girlfriend because I was comfortable with her, but just the the swapping phone numbers and strangers, all that really scared me to death. So I took a non-traditional route and one of my best friend's moms is a drug counselor and I would talk to her all the time. And then shortly after I got a health coach. And she taught me a ton of techniques that I do every single day. And I tell you, it has cured so much of my life. So things I do every day are praying, positive affirmations. I do a ton of meditating. And what was the last one? There's, oh, and also manifesting. So those are all things that I do. And not only that, I have a really, really good support system as my friends and family. And I utilize them like whenever, whenever I 
feel like using. I I talk to as many people who will listen, and I just keep talking and talking about it until until that helps, because that's that's what helps for me. I love that, and that's that's one of the things that I try to bring on this show is different perspectives and different ways that that people do their recovery because i don't think that there's a one size fits all method i don't think 12 steps work for everybody and i love that that you have your own approach to doing it and it seems like it's been fairly successful so i love i love to hear how other people do things yeah for sure i always thought that you know that well back in the day pre-prison i i really believe that there was no other way sides maybe aa or na and so i disagree with you i think it's cool and i think that everybody recovery is is completely different and what what may work for one person may not work for another and i think that's okay you know as long as as long as it's working for you and you're living a healthy and happy life i think that's all that really matters i agree 100% so do you find that welding is kind of a form of meditation because i know the the little bit of welding that I've done, it was it was kind of relaxing and and you're just kind of in your own in your own zone because you have the hood on and it's like you shut off the outside world. Do you find that that it's kind of a form of meditation for you? Oh yeah, um, it's like to me, it's like creative juices. You know, like I can put my hood down, like you said, and turn my music on and just get lost in my work. And I really say that welding saved my life because I, I really feel like fresh out of prison, at least, I feel like it's really important to have structure. So I think having structure is very important. And right from prison, I got myself into trade school, which gave me something to do Monday through Friday for eight hours. And then right from there, I did an internship for a month. And then right from there was my full-time welding job. And not only that, I, I made an Instagram account when I was in trade school that I've had this whole time that's kind of blown up. And I just feel like there's just been so many opportunities uh, with welding and trade shows and marketing. And I just, it's, it's given me something to be excited about and something to be creative with. And I just, I feel like having that is, is something that helps, helps me stay clean a hundred percent. I love that point, and I kind of had a similar experience. I went to jail, and when I got out of jail, my parents, they bailed, bailed me out of jail, and they're like, all right, you're going to come live with us. And I I detoxed in, in county. Oof. And it was the same thing of, like, I got out, and now all of a sudden I have all this free time. Yep. And so I needed something to do to have some structure in my life. And so, like, I got to... I got a job that I didn't really like, but it kept me busy. And then, you know, for me, I, I go to 12-step meetings. So that was some more structure to add to my life. So I agree that it's important that we have those things in place to help. I guess in the beginning, it, it kind of gave me like a purpose. It was like, I know I, know I need to wake up at a certain time because I have to be at work. Yeah. And I know that tonight for an hour, I'm going to go to a meeting and I'm going to see some people that I know. and. The structure was very important for me in early recovery because when I was using, there was no structure whatsoever. It was I did what I wanted when I wanted, you know, stayed up however long, you know, stay up for two or three days on end. I I was an uppers guy, so I'd stay up for days on end and there was no structure. So I think the addition of structure helped 
in the especially in the beginning of of my recovery journey to i don't know just to have something to do and and like be somewhat i don't i don't really want to say responsible because i don't think i was very responsible (laughs) in the beginning but at least to have that commitment that like i'm going to be at these certain places at certain times yep i agree 100 percent. so you kind of touched on on your life now and and recently married got a house what other kind of benefits have you seen since you got clean what is what what would you tell somebody that's struggling or somebody that's considering trying to get clean? I think the biggest thing I have now is just happiness, honestly. I know like at at my darkest days, like I just felt like I was in the bottom of like the deepest, darkest, blackest hole, and it would just be too much work to get out. And I would just want someone to know that it's all possible. It's all completely possible. It's not hopeless. And I just getting clean, like my mind has just gotten so much healthier. And like immediately after I got out of prison, I want to say that I, I didn't love myself. And I was always nervous of like running into people who used to know me from high school or like when I first met my husband, like I was nervous that like his family or friends would see my the newspaper article and judge me. And I always just felt like like my crime, like that defined me. And I'm a shitty person, like no matter how much good I do. But it was really after I started seeing my health coach and she started teaching me how to love myself. And I feel like just loving myself, it it just made so much other stuff go away. It, It took care of my depression and I was able to cut toxic people out of my life and I didn't feel guilty about it. And my anxiety has gotten so much better and just the happiness and the fulfillment that I feel compared to that black hole. It's it's possible, and I feel like that's why I have no shame talking about it, just because I want other people to know that you shouldn't be ashamed, and you're not a piece of shit, and it's possible, and it's within your grasp. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think one of the other things that I worried about, even though I went through those same feelings of like the isolation and loneliness and depression and just feeling like I was stuck using... I was also afraid that it was going to be really boring if I wasn't using it anymore. And I yep. didn't realize how much life has to offer. Like when I finally stopped using, like so many possibilities opened up, like so many things became available. You know, I, I found passions that I didn't know that I had or that I had forgotten about. And, and like you were talking about just the, the happiness and the joy and like finally feeling feelings again. That was that was a new one because I'd I'd used for so long like I didn't really have a whole lot of emotions and now I'm feeling all these feelings and I would agree like for the most part my life is good like there's still times that aren't great there's still times that suck and are difficult but in general I would I would have to agree my life is so much better there's so much more happiness and joy and and it's hard to to express in words like how much better life is not using and man i'm i'm just so grateful for for this second chance on life and to not feel like i'm stuck in that cycle of using over and over and over again that's awesome what was i going to say i was going to say oh no worries it happens to me all the time yeah 
I need to I need to channel like my inner Robbie and just talk forever. I don't Right? He is so good. He's so good. Like the last podcast I did, I I my dogs were barking, so it made me so anxious that I couldn't even I'd forget the question halfway through and I'd have to ask him to to repeat it. I felt like such an ass. Oh, I was I think I I remember at least one thing that I was going to say that the more that I acquired in life and like the healthier that I got, like after I got my job, I saved up so much money and I got my first car that I owned and it was like brand new. And that was so awesome to me. And even getting that job to me at the time, like, you know, I thought like, oh, I'm rich. It's, It's a decent job. But at the time, you know, I didn't have rent or any of this or that. So to me, that was a lot of money. So it's like getting a job and then car and then my dogs and then a husband and then a house. It's like the more and more that I've built up, it's like more and more for me to lose. So that, that also helps keep me clean because I knew that if, if I messed up at this point and not only that, but I was into heroin and I feel to me, I just keep hearing about so many deaths. And not only that, just like how dangerous, because they're mixing stuff and you don't know what it is. And to me, that it's just the thought of using scares the living shit out of me. And that helps keep me clean just because of everything that I'd have to lose. And because people are just dying right and left. So many of the women I was in prison with now, it would take more than all my fingers and toes to list the the women who have passed away. So it's it's scary. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Down here in in Texas, it's the same same situation. I've been to to many funerals of of people that I knew that were on the right path, and then went back out, and you know they're no longer with us. And it's definitely an epidemic. And you know, there's been there's been some news coverage, and I feel like a a few people are talking about, or at least pre COVID, people were talking about the the heroin epidemic and stuff. But I feel like now that's kind of on the back burner and people don't realize that it's still a thing that it's probably worse now with the pandemic than it was before because people are experiencing anxiety and depression yep. and isolation and all these things and i think that the drug usage has probably gotten worse i mean i don't i don't know cuz i'm not out there using but my assumption would be that it's definitely worse i've heard that it is worse. And I haven't looked up my own statistics to prove that, but to me, it would rationally make sense. And for me, I've been so lucky this past year because I want to say, like, I went on a whole spiritual journey this year and just opened up to so many things. And I've always believed in God, but this, this year in the past few months, I actually like, I've always believed in him, but I have a relationship with him now, if that makes sense. And so I've been really lucky to have a positive mindset throughout all this. But just looking around and just like the state of the world and politics and with COVID, and it's just a, a really scary time out there. And I, I just feel bad. I feel horrible for people. I want to do so much, you know, to help people. And, uh, I have a little TikTok account where I try to give tips and this and that. I don't got too many followers on there, but I do my best to try to put a good word out there and, you know, let other people know, like, just just how good it can feel 
life is worth living. It's it's just so precious and it's so short, you know, and you can mess it up and and waste it. If you could know how good it is and how love feels and if if you could just know all that and the happiness, then people I think would I don't know, would would help them, I guess. <laughs> I'm rambling. I love that. I love that you're trying to share that that message on TikTok and let people know that there's another way to do it, man. That's that's beautiful. And I can I can relate to what you're sharing about the spiritual journey. I think that 2020 really allowed a lot of us to slow down and yeah, not be as busy and have a little bit more time just to ourselves and to to open up and and you know, I know for me that that meditation has been a big part of 2020 and just having like a few minutes of quiet time. And, and that's been a, a big, big part. Someone just called me again. It's like, I'm so sorry. You're doing something right. People want to be around you. <laughs> People want to talk to you. That makes me feel awesome. It does. You know, sometimes I always, I, I wonder if the people who know me in real life or sick of hearing me talk about it and this and that, but then I'll just get, you know, one nice comment from someone who said I inspired them. And that's all it takes for me to feel better about it all over again. Just the fact that you keep getting phone calls, that's a testament to your character and the kind of person that you are. And I mean, I know for me, when I was using like, nobody wanted to be around me. I didn't have any friends. I'd cut off ties with family and and it's a beautiful feeling to like get those relationships back and, and restore those and, and have those relationships with, with friends and stuff and, and know that there's people that you can count on. And I can tell that, that you have that as well. Just, just from this short interview. Yeah, for sure. It feels, it feels so good, you know, because before people didn't really trust me and I isolated and just having the love of my family back and just every day, but family and friends are one of the first few things on my gratitude list. and. Not everyone can can do that. So just to know that people trust me and care about me and love me, and that's another thing, you know, it makes me feel good. Absolutely, it's a great feeling to to know that people trust you and to to have that. It's just there's something really special about that, and it's something that we don't think about when we're using, but it's definitely a big thing once we get clean and and start to take an inventory and see where our life has has gone and where it could go. Absolutely. Yep. I agree a hundred percent. Usually at the, towards the end of the episode, I like to give the guests an opportunity just to share whatever's on their heart. It doesn't have to be on recovery, just whatever you'd like to share a message of hope or something that's inspired you, a book that you've been reading or whatever it might be. Okay, for sure. So I just started a book and it's called Unfuck Yourself. My health coach let me borrow it. And I am only into the first few pages, but it's something that I have been spreading a message about a lot lately. And I think it's important and I think it ties in with our conversation. Just to be careful how you talk to yourself. If it's something that you wouldn't say to your mother or someone else that you really care about, then don't say it to yourself. Even the thoughts that you have about yourself. Just try to be more careful and be more gentle with yourself because you deserve all the happiness and love in the world. So you mentioned your TikTok. Are the are there any other platforms you're on? Would you like to share? Absolutely. So you can find my TikTok. It is 
Sarah Jean Jackets, or you can find me on Instagram where I share more welding content. And my Instagram username is Sarah, S A R A dot J E A N 48. Awesome. Yes. Well, Sarah, thank you again for coming on the show, sharing your journey, your struggles. I love the inspirational message you gave and, and the perspective of, of, doing the the life coach kind of approach and and not necessarily sticking with the traditional 12 steps and still finding fulfillment and sounds like you're doing great you got the the house the husband an awesome career like i'm i'm so impressed with with the story of of from prison to where you are today it's it's beautiful it's inspiring thank you again for sharing i i really do appreciate it Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I super appreciate it. And it was awesome talking to you. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show today. Be sure to check out her TikTok for some encouraging videos. You've been listening to Recovery Survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes.